Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. I'm Willie. Uh, this is a Star Wars audio produced podcast that has been called The Chillest Podcast to Get You Thinking by Big Papa Joe on iTunes. Thank you, Big Papa Joe. <laughs> uh, if you have a five-star review for us, leave it on iTunes and we'll read it on the air. Yeah, thank you. Today we're talking to our guest uh, uh, via Skype. He's on the East Coast. It's... Ah, oh, shit, I'm going to fuck it up. How does it go? Me, psych, Psychic medium... There you go. <laughs> Psychic medium, Psych- spiritual healer. It's Vincent Jenna. Vincent, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And you can't fuck it up. Whatever you and it, the only way you can fuck <laughs> it up is not calling me for dinner. That's the only way that you can screw it up. Um, you can call me anything you want. Uh, we're very pleased to have you here today. Um, we've never had a. A psychic medium, a mystic healer, spiritual teacher. We've never had uh, anybody like you on our show, and we're always talking about you. <laughs> I I knew you never had anybody on the show like me because I'm psychic. Yeah. So I knew that already before I got on the show. Oh, we, we didn't tell you this. I'm the cynic, and Willie's the believer. So forgive me if I am constantly calling you out on, on bullshit, okay? Oh, you can – well, here's the thing – um, this is the funny thing about cynics and skeptics. Uh-huh. You're skeptical and cynical about the stuff you've heard. Okay. That doesn't mean that you're skeptical about the truth because you can't be skeptical about something you don't know. You can only be skeptical about something you've heard. Right. So you just don't like what you've heard. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But that's right? also, but you that's are also a professional. This is yeah. great. <laughs> that's also a catch-all. See, now I can't, now I can't <laughs> refute any of that. Yeah, you can if you want to, but mm. you'd sound foolish doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's why I set it up that way. You got to be kidding, Wade. <laughs> okay. So no, honestly, you're normal. I want you to know you are normal. Right. You are most. And I want you to know this. Even people who say they believe are full of shit if they say they believe wholeheartedly 100%. Even myself. I doubt myself. Exactly what you think of me, there are days that go by that I think the same thing. I think I'm full of shit. Okay? Well, I think that's true for everybody, right? Doesn't every, isn't yes. there like a fraud complex? No matter how successful you are, you always think you're a fraud. I mean, you, you hope that, right? Because once you go past that, then you become, I mean, I mean, do you think the Queen of England has ever doubted herself? She had to. <laughs> I, you, if you don't doubt yourself, there was, you know, it's really interesting. Some of the work that I studied, if you've heard of Edgar Casey. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, all right, so Edgar Casey's mom, when Edgar Casey first started doing this, he used to go to his mom and he used to say, I'm so afraid that that what I'm doing is false and that I'm a fraud. And his mom used to say to him, as long as you hold that belief, and it, but it doesn't get in your way, then you know your intentions are pure because that'll keep you in check. And I kind of feel the exact same way. I, I, all, I, all I've got to measure my ability with is how it affects others. I really don't give a shit how accurate I am. All I care about is how many lives has my information transformed. And if it helps you, even if it is shit, then so what? We could yeah. use a little good shit today. Wow. That's that's a great perspective, actually. That's Thank awesome. You. My sister named her child based on uh, the advice of a psychic. 
Oh my God! I hope it was a good psychic. Please don't tell me that the, the kid's name is Andromeda or well, something like here, that. Here, I'll, I'll tell you her name, and then you tell me if it was a good psychic or not. Go ahead, Brielle Cordelia. Brielle Cordelia. Yeah. I like the Brielle. I think the Brielle is really beautiful. Um, I'm not sure about the Cordelia. I don't know how much she even likes it or fits with her or that your sister really likes it, but <laughs> definitely the Brielle is good. All right. <laughs> I'll pass it along. <laughs> okay. Well, we like to start every show with the WOW scale. It stands for Wade or Willie. Uh, you're either going to be, well, you can be anywhere between a zero or a five. A zero is a Wade, a five is a Willie. I'm going to guess that you're going to be more toward a five. Um, first question, three-parter. Do you believe in aliens? If so, do you believe they visited Earth? If so, have they visited Earth in the last 300 years? Absolutely, 100%. Not only do I believe in them, I talk with them. Right. Yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I, I, I can't wait yes, to ask you questions absolutely. about that yeah. If we want to think that we were the only ones in this entire universe, and there's many other universes, first of all, that's really egotistical, but even more so, yeah. that we were able to figure out how to build pyramids, how to carve a sphinx that's even older than the pyramids, how to be able to do all of that stuff all by ourselves, that's a bunch of nonsense. There are big brothers and sisters, and they just came down to push the, the evolutionary... Um, package a little bit quicker, and they've been helping us all along. So the aliens that you talk to, are they on Earth, or are they in, like, the ether? Like, how do you speak no, to them? No, they're in the cosmos, they're in the ethers, they're in the spirit. I speak to both, just like we have living, we're alive, you, mm -hmm. me, and Wade are alive, even though the two of you may be questionable, I don't know, depending upon what your listeners think, but you are alive, I see your bodies, and yeah, so we're you're moving in physical around. form. All right, you're moving around, <laughs> and then there's the spiritual part when we're without our bodies, when we cross over and, and, and yeah. we die, supposedly. Okay, well, they do the same things, because they're physical beings, and then they cross over, and they're spiritual beings. Once we're spiritual beings, we're all back together again. So they visit us spiritually and physically just the same as our spiritual deceased loved ones visit us. So it, there's nothing different about them. And the word alien is only to describe the beings we are um, uh, that are different from us. Okay, yeah. But in actuality, they aren't different. They're evolved. We don't like the way they look. And that's the reason why we point them out. We, we also don't like the way a lot of people on Earth look, and we point them out, too. Yeah, I always, you know, the word alien on Earth has always been weird to me because I'm like, well, in my mind, the goal is for humanity to be one thing. And so. Yes, and humanity, and you have to understand. Um, and this may or may not be in your, your realm of knowledge, but when we were first all created, we were all created as spiritual beings and souls, and we're energies, right? We can admit we're energy. We're in energy form. That science is proven. We know that. Well, when you keep a whole bunch of energy together, none of the individual sources of energy can experience themselves because it's like take the sun – and divide it into a hundred parts, but keep the, all the parts together. It would still look like one big giant sun, right? Yeah. Okay. So then how would each individual piece experience its own light? The only way to do that is by leaving the oneness, by leaving that place. 
And so together we created places to go to leave the oneness just to experience our own light. And then eventually we come back together. And some group went in one universe and another group went to another universe and we came here. And in actuality, there is scientific proof that the aliens helped to evolve us quicker and hasten the process uh, by splitting our chromosomes. And there is that's why there is a difference between modern man and Neanderthals. And they're showing that now. Okay, and science is showing that. Right. Well, who did that? Our big brothers and sisters who were evolved, they did that. And the reason why they keep coming back and the reason why they're abducting us is because we're creating so many different ways to kill ourselves on this planet, be it cancers and diseases and processed foods. They're trying to re-split the chromosomes in order to be able to fight off and ward off all of the nonsense that's killing us so that we don't lose this beautiful body and this beautiful earth. So that's why they're here helping us now. Do you believe in God? Of course. Yeah, there's a force that created all of this. I mean, it wasn't the Energizer Bunny, but there's definitely some energy force that's out there. You can call it God. You can call it um, Yahweh. You can call it force. Um, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. It doesn't make a difference what you call it, but there is a source that created all of this that we're connected to. Well, you're in North Carolina now. Where, uh, where did you grow up? Um, on Long Island in New York. Okay. Were yes. you raised religious at all? Oh, my God. I was supposed to be a Roman Catholic. I was even an altar boy. It's a law in New York amongst Italian <laughs> right. families. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I was Italian, so I had to. And here's the funniest thing about that. When I had my spiritual awakening at 28, it was introduced to me because some psychic who met me turned around and said, Jesus is around me and is going to change my life and I'm going to be a spiritual teacher and he's going to help me with the words to speak. And I'm like... Jesus, are you kidding? Does he know that I was eating his body and drinking his blood behind the the altar before mass every Sunday? I mean, this is like I was sacrilegious. And meanwhile, this dude was going to come along and be giving me words to preach. Um, And he has ever since. So do you still do you still sort of subscribe to to like Christianity or not? Oh, God, no. They keep throwing holy water at me thinking I'm going to hell. (laughs) Right, right. Um, You're like black magic. No, Christianity in a different way. The way Christianity was supposed to be received, Christ means man with God. It doesn't mean Jesus. Right. Jesus, that wasn't even Jesus's last name. I mean, it just, everybody <laughs> thinks it was Jesus Christ, but he was actually Jesus the Christ, mm-hmm. okay? And he came down here to show us who we were, not who he is. So the idea of Christ consciousness is what Christianity was supposed to all be about. And it was supposed to be about us knowing that we're one with God, that we're powerful beings and unlimited and capable of creating the lives we want. So that's what Christianity was meant to be. And it got so far off the path so that the church can control people. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Was that, we are. Yes. I think I, I, I believe that, too. And I'm like, do you so I was going to ask, do you think that there is a a a body of people that have suppressed that information just to control people more. I mean, right, I know you said I'll that, but... in a minute. Yeah, I will. But wait, did you just try to reach over and kiss me, man? I mean... <laughs> okay, I'm just, 
know. Well, Dude, you know it's... what's funny? I have that exact same microphone. I'm wondering, can you hear us okay? Because I could plug it in, and you might be able to hear us a little bit better. Oh, no, I hear you fine. All you right. sound great. All right, I won't you worry sound... about it. Um, okay, it, it, that is such an excellent question. It is never a power, unless you're a monarchy and a dictator, and we certainly have had many of those, you tend to get into power because you really have the intention of trying to help people. But the problem is you always, if there's a certain amount of narcissism that goes with that. The idea is that I know what's better for you than what you know, okay? Yeah. So when the church began to form, they were sitting there going, you know what? And actually, this happened by 535 A.D. The Nicaea Council in Nicaea, Italy, took the original writings of the Bible, and they said, you know what? There's too many things in here that are going to confuse the people. Books about reincarnation, um, all these different the things that Jesus said, they're going to get confused with if they think they could do the same thing. So we got to take some of this stuff out. It wasn't an intention to gain money. It was an intention to gain power, but as with all power, when you start to gain it, because we're so uncivilized really— in our use of power, it goes to our heads. A matter of fact, this whole earth, this is the second time around with us. The first time was actually Lemuria and Atlantis. Whether those were the real names or not, it doesn't matter. But there was a pre-existence to this the contemporary earth with Adam and Eve on it. It's when we came down with full use of our power. So like I said, we were this, we would like individual sons and we came down to the earth, right? And oh my gosh, we were so cool. It's like kids down on earth were like let loose in Toys R Us without any adult supervision. And we started really messing with our power and stuff. And we were destroying things and manipulating things and eventually tried to even hurt ourselves. We, there's even stories in history that show that, like Lord of the Flies, if you ever read that book, yeah. it's about school kids that got stranded on an island, and then what happened to them? There was a group of good kids, and then there was a group of passive kids, and then there was a group of kids that wanted to take over everybody else. Well, we did the same thing here and got caught up in our power. So the power is our biggest problem and why we fear it the most. Because as soon as we start tapping into it and people grab hold of it, they start taking advantage of it, which is what the church did. They didn't intend to lead us astray, but they, just like children, we keep telling children, if they do the wrong thing, they're going to get punished, right? So we scare them into doing the right thing. And as a psychotherapist, I have that in my background, and I have child psychology background, the first stages of child development is fear of parent, which is the reason why they listen to us. So there's a certain amount of fear. But in actuality, that never goes away, and we take advantage of it. It's what our leaders do today. It's what the church did. They use fear to manipulate you into trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Wow. No, they don't like losing that power. Does a parent, when a child grows up, are there are, aren't there parents that hate losing the power over the kid and the influence over the child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And they keep trying to rule the kid and tell the kid what to do, even though he's 50 years old and the mother is 80. You know, it's just like, shut up already. I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. you know, otherwise I'm putting you in a home. <laughs> um, what about Bigfoot? You believe in Bigfoot? No, there is no such thing as Bigfoot. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right, here's, here is the thing. I just finished saying that the aliens came down. They were the ones that hastened our evolvement and evolution. And the way they did that was taking the Neanderthal body that we all created as a means of being here, splicing it with more advanced chromosomes from their side to make modern man. It is shown anthropologically, and there's many scientists out there who have evidence to show that the Neanderthal DNA strand is completely different than the modern man DNA strand. And the only thing that doesn't evolve is DNA. But it's two complete different yeah. sex. Okay, now, if you remember, I'm going to show that it's dated back, that man knew this a long time ago. The story of Cain and Abel in the Bible, they're all metaphors, right? And they're all about lessons for us to learn. It's not a story of history, okay? However, if you recall, after Cain killed Abel, God said to Cain, you cannot, you are going to be cast out of the kingdom and you cannot procreate with your kind anymore. You can only procreate with that of the earth, what he meant was you got to fuck plants, right? You that no, you have to fuck the Neanderthals. Okay. You have to fuck the Neanderthals. <laughs> if you go and do twenty three and Me or Ancestry, and you do your DNA, you will find out how much of your DNA comes from a Neanderthal or comes from the modern man. Because here on the planet, there's a mixture of both. Right, modern man appeared here 11,000 years ago, but we appeared spontaneously like that. We didn't evolve. And so something caused that spontaneity, and that's why there is no link between the Neanderthal and modern man. Okay. He was created. Is the hair guy that's lived in the woods for a long time. Jesus. What if What if Bigfoot is the missing link? What if he's, uh, what if he's the guy I'm we're saying, looking for? And we want them to be. We we like, you see, that's the thing. We know about metaphysics. We know about things more than the earth. But we blow them out of proportion so much. Back in the old days, we accepted it. All of the writings and the paintings are on the walls of paintings of aliens, paintings of advanced beings who came here. Very accepted back then. But then it was made hush-hush, and then modern man came along with intelligence. <gasps> you have to be intelligent now. So therefore, you cannot believe in aliens. You cannot believe in book Bigfoot. It's all nonsensical. So now we're trying, now the new age philosophy comes along and movement. And so now they're going to shove in your face all the woo-woo shit. I am not, look, you know how long it took me to accept me being a psychic? I used every other word except that stupid word psychic <laughs> because of the that goes with it. I don't have a turban, even though this is my fedora here, um, but that's because I'm Italian. <laughs> gypsy um i don't have a crystal ball i don't have any balls actually at this point i'm 63 um so it's it's, 
it's nothing like that. But we went to the extreme to shove it down everybody's throats in order to accept. And I actually try to fight that to normalize things so that intelligent people like you, Wade, can get a different understanding and open your mind to different possibilities, but not from the bullshit you're hearing. Well, OK. Right. Well, we'll see. Um <laughs> you see? Are you already now, Willie? You already you you see? There's a change in him already. There is a. No. We'll see. No, no. He said. Well, I'm, I'm very open-minded. <laughs> yes, I'm. Yes, I'm a cynic, but I am very open-minded. Don't be too open-minded. Stuff goes in and then right out. <laughs> so there's no. Is there any crypto zoology kind of creature like Loch Ness? Is Willie still believes in Loch Ness, even though it's been proven false? Is there anything like that that you believe in? What Loch Ness, there are some leftover dinosaur creatures. Yes, we're finding relics of them still. And I believe, if anything, Loch Ness is more of that. It's just an oversized creature that we haven't labeled yet or caught that lives deep down someplace hidden. But yeah, we, hey, the cockroach made it from prehistoric days. Yeah. I think. One monster that lives in the water that's prehistoric can also have survived. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what about? Uh, oh, oh, like, did you? Are you? Are you uh, superstitious at all? Or growing up? Superstition. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Define what you think superstition is. Well, just the definition that everybody has of it, I guess. That like uh, traditions will sort of like give you better effects than if you didn't do them i don't know i i guess i don't no you're talking to a believer who believes in the law of attraction and manifesting you cannot combine superstition with manifesting at the same time so if you're a manifester then anything you believe in is what's going to create. So it's not a superstition that creates. It's not a ritual that creates. It's your belief in it that creates. So you're like a power of positive thinking sort of guy, right? Like only deeper than that. It's more than than positive thinking um, because it's it's not just about looking outside and not seeing the rain. You know, yeah. um, some positive thinkers will look outside and say, oh, there's not it's not bad weather. It's good weather. It's beautiful weather. It's nice. No, it's not. It's fucking pouring outside and lightning. And if you stand in the middle of the field, you're going to get struck by a lightning bolt, you idiot. Um, <laughs> so it's OK. It's OK to understand when there is negative going on. OK, yeah. positive thinking should it be going into a school and shooting up a bunch of kids. Hell no, and no positive thinking is going to change that that happened. Mm -hmm. But I do believe is how can we change it and manifest that to stop it from happening? What can we use that's positive and powerful about us to change all of that? So the, the just the concept of positive thinking is not enough. The person who looks at a glass and says, oh, it's half full versus half empty, they're both stupid. I drank half of the drink. What's negative about that? Right. Whether you it's half empty or half full, I want more. If you want more, fill it up. Look, your beer is almost done. Is that a negative thought right there? Oh, my God, that's so negative of me to say that. Your beer is empty. It's not empty. It's empty. It's like, so that's not – it's not about positive thinking. It's about positive manifesting. Okay, so 
growing up, were you superstitious at all? Before you accepted that you were a psychic? Uh, Growing up, I was completely tormented. No, no, I didn't. No, it didn't happen like that for me. Oh, no, no. I didn't walk into my bedroom and see an angel sitting on my bed with wings. And now all of a sudden I saw the future and dead people. No, it was usually my mother with a fucking belt in her hand because she was going to beat the shit out of me for some stupid reason. Because you didn't eat the spaghetti. It was more than that. It's because I didn't wash the damn spoon after I ate the spaghetti and something and I left it in the sink. That's why I got beat. (laughs) I was the one bullied at school. And so all of that torment happened to me. It wasn't until I was 28. It wasn't about superstition. It was about fear. I was fearful when I was younger. I was fearful because every time I went to school, I was going to have the shit beat out of me or somebody was going to chase me or shove me in a locker or humiliate me. And then when I got home, my parents had mental pathologies. Mom was sexually molested by her brother and cousin until she was 13 years old. So she had borderline personality disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, major depressive disorder, and every other disorder in the book her picture is next to. And so she took that out on my brother and me. So it wasn't about any superstitions. It was about fear. Um, and I just about made it through my youth. Um, I happen to be a very talented, good-looking kid when I was younger. Um, you know, age ruins everything. But um, but that kept me alive and it kept me going because I performed and I got into theater and singing. And, um, and the applause was my way of accepting that there was something good about me. But if it wasn't for that, forget it. And then at 28, that's when things changed and the tsunami of... This stuff just came pouring on me. I wasn't metaphysical. I didn't believe in psychics. I thought they were all woo. I come from a little town, Levittown. We're so secluded out on Long Island in New York. We only know about potato farming because that's what the houses were built on. It's potato farms. So that was about it. So I'm guessing you didn't play sports as a kid. Okay, let me tell you sports. Right. I definitely, I'm not an athlete, but I'm definitely an athletic supporter. Um, well, at least one of you got that. Jay, well, Willie, come on, wait. You, you already <laughs> said you didn't have balls, so you got to be an athletic supporter. Well, then I'm an empty athletic supporter. <laughs> uh, well, the thing was, I was great in sports. But here's the, the funny thing is, I always won medals on track and field day. But the kids used to beat the shit out of me because they laughed at me because the only reason why I won medals, I was the fastest runner of the school because I kept running away from everybody. Right. And I can I can hurdle real well and do the high jump real well because I leaped over six foot fences in a single bound like Superman did. Um, but that was out of protection. But no, I was good. I played I played sports and I played them well. But after a while, when you're the last one picked and every time you did good and you got back into the locker room and they beat the shit out of you because you made them look foolish, then, you know, no, I backed away from it. But I, I had um, two kids. I put my son in baseball and he excelled in it and and I did everything I could. And I had dear friends that were um, I went back to, to to school to get my college degree as an adult. And I formed friends with some of the football players at UNC Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. who's doing really good right now in basketball. <laughs> and um, that's how I got close to them. And I and I really enjoyed it, but definitely not involved as much as I could have because it just it, it just made me very fearful of being ridiculed again. 
even unconsciously. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. What about sort of like more real, real worldy stuff? Like, uh, I mean, not to insult you guys who believe in aliens and stuff, but uh, like the government, like how how do we do this? Like JFK. Like, do you believe that the government had anything to do with the assassination of JFK? Oh, gosh, you're going into some stuff there that's part of all our world. Um, let me let me just help you here a minute, Wade. Nothing is separate. Every single human being is already intuitive. As a matter of fact, if you weren't intuitive, you wouldn't be alive. Okay? Just okay. so that you know. Intuition and psychic ability is the exact same thing. That's why I hated the world's word psychic. Yeah. Every human has intuitive ability, and you can learn to tap into it so that you can hear more and get your guidance. Um, on the day of 9-11, okay, mm-hmm. there were those in the morning that turned around and said, you know what? I, I need to drive my kids to school today instead of them taking a bus. I haven't, I haven't taken them to school. I'm going to do that. Or, you know what, I'm going to take a me day today. There were several stories of people who something told them not to go to work that day, and they listened to it. Most of us do get in trouble because we don't listen to our intuition. So you can't separate it from real world because what's happening today in politics and JFK and all of that is about people who have forgotten who they are, and they are attempting to gain their power through the manipulation and the use of others, okay? Oh, absolutely, there was a conspiracy with JFK. Just the same, just the same as this United States, who knows and and knows through our intelligence departments, and I have plenty of friends in the government now, They know months ahead of time before anything is going to happen. They also knew that planes were heading to Pearl Harbor and they let them. They also knew that planes were heading to the Twin Towers and they let them. But we don't want to think of our government being that way. But you hear it all the time. The law, a matter of fact, we even make television shows out of it and movies out of it star trek what did spock say okay the loss of one to save the many is okay that's a philosophy we have no in a spiritual kingdom if you lose one to save many you actually lost the many right it matters um, not. So, no, we, yes, the, we've, they killed JFK, absolutely, because he was too much in power. Then it would have been him, and it would have been Kennedy's in power for how many years and yeah. decades and presidents? We stopped that right away. Yeah, I believe now, he was the last real president. Trump. Yeah, don't ask me about Trump, because that's a whole story right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually, we, it's a good story. So that you know, everything that has happened in the United States today is an exact replica of what every individual human is going through. Okay. What was our surprise after he got into office? All this negativity came out. Your best friend, your family member. Oh, my God, you're so bigoted. You support Trump. Oh, you want to get rid of immigrants. Oh, my God, I never knew that about you. Well, you know what? 
We hide away our own self-denigrations and self-loathing, and our adult defense mechanisms hide all of that stuff. We are bigoted against ourselves. We are prejudiced against ourselves. We are all of these things, and that's the reason why we're not manifesting what we can be manifesting in life, because we don't really like ourselves. And we project that onto everybody else. To the degree that a person is outwardly offensive to another human is completely reflective of how they are to themselves. Wow. And how much pain they've been through. So we need to use this as an example. And the only way to heal it is by healing ourselves. That's how we heal the world. Always heal yourself. So speaking of Trump, do you believe in uh, time travel? Or that it could be possible? Okay, you need to, Okay, will you do me a favor, Wade? Make me... I, I did this show. I'm doing the show for you. I'm going to ask you to promise me something. Oh, uh, I can't make any promises. Yeah, you can make a promise. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're, a, you're a good man. I know you can make me a promise, baby. Come on. Come okay, on. Give me well, a promise. What? what? We'll, we'll pinky bet on it. Okay, we'll okay. pinky bet. Okay? Right. Um... I want you to to read. Um, a, here's a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's called "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he has shown, and there is quantum physics proof, and this is going to blow your mind. That not only can we change the future, but we can change the past. And it was accidentally done just a couple of years ago while they were experimenting because in reality, and this is what Einstein tried to prove and tell us, we use and look at time linear wise, all right? The right. past, present, and the future as one flat being, the past all the way over there to the left and the future all the way to the right. In actuality, it's not. The past, the present, and the future are dimensions. They're places, and they're all happening at the same time. They're right in front of you. The reason why a psychic can tell the future is because the future's right here. It's right there. I'm going to prove that to you. All right. We basically live in the past without even knowing it. And I don't mean psychologically. You have a brain. It takes, even if it's a nanosecond, it takes a nanosecond in an instant for every stimulation to reach your brain, whether it be from your eyes, your ears, your taste buds, your senses. And therefore, right? That took a second before you felt that. <laughs> Before you wind up experiencing anything is, is a time lapse. Yeah. So by the time you experience it, it already happened. Mm -hmm. You're already living in the past. And how can that happen then? We just accept that, that we're in the past. No, it's just you're in another dimension. Deja vu is tapping into another dimension. Um, so, so what was your question? I get so caught up in how good I sound. <laughs> well, you, you touched a, you touched on it a little bit time travel, and you and you said that time they. Travel. So what's the accident? Yes. We can absolutely go back. Now here's the thing: should we? No. 
you know, Doc from Back to the Future said we can change too many things. Um, the Flash in some of his episodes is the time warp continuum. Mm -hmm. You can change that. Well, you know what? We can't come up with those ideas unless there's some truth in it. There is nothing that your physical human brain can imagine that's unlimited or impossible. Because you have a, a limited mind in this physical dimension, right? Yeah. Okay, so how can you think of then something unlimited? Because I'm very creative. Anything that you think you're creative <laughs> because it already exists, it's already out there, and you're tapping into the thought of it, which is the reason why everybody is supposed to follow their inspiration because that's what Einstein said again. If you get an inspiration, it means it's real. It's already been there, and it's for you to bring it into existence, and that's what manifesting is all about. So, yes... Time travel is possible, and we're going to be doing that even more now. Whether we should or not, I don't think we should change anything. I think there's things that we should accept the way they are and move on, but we absolutely can change things, and we can tra time travel. What was the accident that you, that you said? Someone was experimenting, and they changed the past? I don't remember all of the full details. I have to go back to the book again, but they were actually sitting with a group, a large group, and they were trying to scientifically change something because it uh, it's really hard to explain this so simply but um if if you know anything about quantum physics or um um any of those processes about of of energy and dematerialization there are actual atoms in our body that only exist at the time we're giving focus to it Okay. Very hard to explain. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So we understand that that's a, that that's a concept that you can understand. Yeah. So we're doing an experiment to focus on that to try to change an outcome strictly by their focus, and then what they wound up doing is without realizing it, they created a different past. Now the first past was still there. But now all of a sudden, when they went back to look at something, there was an additional past. So they actually were able to add or change the past by adding a different past to start with. And it freaked them all out. <laughs> it's like, this is why Colorado legalized marijuana. It's actually for all these luminaries because we go and we talk about this shit and we're like, man, wow, that's really outrageous. I mean, that's where it all stemmed from, man. You need to be smoking pot when you're talking about this stuff. <laughs> um, okay, last one on the wow scale. And this is sort of up your alley, but not really. So I'm curious to know your answer. Telekinesis, like moving objects with your mind, do you believe in that or do you believe that it's possible? Oh, no, it's definitely possible. I'm not necessarily capable of myself. Here we are. We were told and we are energies again. Energies manipulate. Energy manipulates matter. Energy manipulates matter. It's why we affect our bodies. When we were first created, we were told biblically that we will have dominion over everything on earth. Well, what was meant by that? That we can control and do anything we want with everybody here? No, it meant that because we were high vibrational beings, we were going to have an effect on any low vibrational 
physical things. Okay. Right. So pencils, um, uh, you know, pads, things, physical chairs, whatever it is, we do have the capacity if we can focus on that to move those things, which is the reason why Jesus was able to walk on water. He walked on water because he manipulated the molecules and made them solid. Okay, he didn't do anything abnormal, but we wanted to make it biblical and godlike. Yeah, it is godlike for us to think we can do that, but that's who the hell we are. That's how magnificent we are. We're that powerful, right? But we have tapped into so little of what we are. That's why Albert Einstein also said, in order for an alien, and he believed in extraterrestrial life in other universes, but he also said in order for them to escape their universe and travel to other universes, they would have to be spiritual and understand spiritual concepts to be able to control and dematerialize and materialize and do time travel, which is all metaphysical and spiritual understandings and concepts. That's why none of the aliens who come here are reptilians that are going to suck your fucking brains out of your head like some morons on this earth want to believe. And that's in my realm. And you wonder why you're skeptical? Come on, you've got some idiots out there preaching some stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, one sitting right next to me. Did I just describe you? There are no reptilians, buddy, I promise you. And there's nothing that can possess you except you. That's oh, another thing. We didn't talk about ghosts. Do you believe no, in ghosts? Can't talk about ghosts? Oh, do I believe in ghosts? That part of the work that I do is right. actually help cross them over. Okay. And I heal homes and houses. Yes. Again, again, think of the dimensions, again, that I was talking about, yeah. all right? The Earth is in the physical dimension or the third dimension. We all know that, all right? Well, the other close-to-the-Earth dimensions may be, and I don't have the exact number, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, right? Well, you always hear tell of those people who have near-death experiences is going through that tunnel of light, right? Then all of a sudden they see their deceased loved ones, Jesus, God, whatever, well, that tunnel of light is like a subway express train. It bypasses the earthly dimensions to get you to the other dimensions. Well, if you have some trauma in your life, and I'm talking severe stuff, you're negative, you're a bastard, you're a horrible person, or you suffered a horrible life, you're so attached to the earth, or your death was so traumatizing and painful, you won't hop that subway. You won't go through that light. And if you don't, and you're no longer with a body, you're in limbo. And it's funny because all religions pray for lost souls and a place like limbo or purgatory yeah. in Christianity. A venial sin will get you to limbo and purgatory. A mortal sin will get you to hell. Where the hell is limbo and purgatory? It's here. That's what ghosts are. And every culture believes in them in some way. Right? Yeah. Well, they only see us and they do not see spirits because spirits are in the higher dimension. I'm talking about angels and, and people who have crossed wow, over. Wow, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. Go on, go on. It's not because you've never heard me before. I am unique in this world, okay? I haven't figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going, man, this is one strange dude. I don't think I've ever met anybody like him before. Holy shit. Um, and I didn't do drugs in the 60s. So... <laughs> 
They cannot be helped by the other side. They can only be helped by us because they only see us. Wow. Okay? So, so go ahead. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say you're a five on the scale, right? Yeah. Um, maybe a six. <laughs> uh, secondly, I mean, so, I mean, we're pretty much into it anyway, but you, so you speak to the dead, right? But are they you? You can only speak to the ones who who don't get on the uh, the subway, as you called it. No, no, I speak to all of them. Oh, okay. So speak speak to lost souls as well as the souls on the other side. Yes. Wow. You've got questions. We've got T-shirts. It's real life sci-fi T-shirts. <laughs> Hey, I don't know if you know, but we... I mean, you should know if you listen, but we've got t-shirts. We've got them. You you need t-shirts, right? You, you know... I, I t-shirt, t-shirts, you can wear them to any... Listen, you throw a blazer on a t-shirt, you can wear it to a fancy dinner. If you had a suit on, you could have a t-shirt on underneath of your favorite thing just to prove to yourself that what you love is still on the inside. Right. And, 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 and even if you just put the blazer over it, people are going to be like, oh, this guy's hip. He doesn't care about wearing a tie. You know, a popular trend I've seen is for someone to wear a hooded sweatshirt with a t-shirt on underneath. Very popular trend. <laughs> <laughs> that trend's not going anywhere. That t-shirt Get could, in on it. could be from your favorite podcast or top eight podcast. Or, yeah, one of the podcasts that you listen to occasionally. After, after you listen after to, you your, listen to your main podcast. <laughs> Real life sci-fi is the podcast we're talking about. Uh, now, when you go to T Public and you search real life sci-fi, you'll find their shirts for, I guess, a year. That's not how it worked. Yeah, it they were probably. really hard to find. You had to like go to Willie's Twitter, get the direct link, and then you could find them from there. It was broken. Well, but they now, fixed it. But now, right? Yeah. Just search real life sci-fi. Is there a e e? Is there a specific way to search? Do you have to do? Do you have to do you have to put it in quotes? Do you have to have the dash between sci-fi? No, I I just put it no dash no spaces. Oh, just like a password. Fuck, I should look. I should check if they all work. <laughs> but that's how I did it. Yeah, just like a password. Okay, so go to tpublic.com, search for real life sci-fi, and you'll find our shirts. And they're done by artists who are friends of ours, and we get almost no money. <laughs> it's it's so little that I could make more selling you a shirt than I made it. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should abandon. Nah, we'd have to print them then. I know. My thing is like I don't. It's not about the money. I'd rather see. I'd rather run it. I want to run into our sh- one of our shirts one day on accident. That's like a one in a million chance. Whoa, there's no way. That's me, homie. <laughs> what? Hey, that's me. Would you? So you would be the approaching one. <laughs> you would be a fan of the guy for being I'd be like, who a are, listener. Who are you? That's me. That's me on your shirt. <laughs> okay, so tpublic.com, T-E-E, and then public. I'm not going to spell it for you. Figure it out. Search Real Life Sci-Fi. You'll find our shirts. There's some good designs on there. Check them out. Yeah. And if you want to give us a design, you can make almost no money. Oh, do we do a, a sharing agreement with the artists? Yeah. Okay, yeah. If you want to draw us something, and and because uh, we've had people submit drawings, and I'm like, we should just put this on a t-shirt. Yeah, and so the people that have made shirts for us, they make their own money. I don't think we make any money off of theirs. Uh, the the artists? Yeah, maybe we do a little bit, but not Oh, not but that a, means we make like, uh, no money at all. I know. 
Okay, well, maybe not that deal, but if you want a t-shirt with a self-drawn logo on it, we can make that happen. Yeah. Draw yourself and write real-life sci-fi on it. (laughs) (laughs) Now this commercial like five minutes on So what it, what actually do you do? Like, um, like I said, my sister sort of sees a psychic almost like as a therapist. Is that like, like what is your actual sort of? All right, I don't believe any psychic or therapist should be depended upon. Um, I think, but I'm not going to speak of your sister because I'm not linked to her or connected to her, but just in the mere fact alone, anybody who seeks out a psychic, here's where the problem lies, and this is the work that I do. It is my job to empower you not to create followers, and that's been all the other, the religions, therapists, that's their problems and issues, doctors, As long as you're dependent on me, then I can feel successful and needy and worthwhile, right? But that's not going to help you in any way. And I try to follow Jesus's teachings completely because it was Jesus who said to turn to the God within you. You don't have to seek this out because you have your own answers. How will you ever heal your life if you're going to listen to everything I say? It's, it's, it's today. That's the reason why you see problems in the world today. That's why 6 million Jews were able to be killed because people didn't want to think for themselves because they didn't trust themselves. They didn't believe in themselves. So they listened to the guy with the big mouth or the charismatic guy, right? I don't want people following me, but I do want them to hear and at least give my words a try in their lives. And that's still their choice to be able to do that Even if they do listen to me, I can't come up with any new words anymore. Nobody can. And if anybody says that they have new words out there or new teachings, they're full of shit because there's nothing new ever, ever again on the face of the earth. We think we're discovering new things. We're not. We're tapping into old things. We're just bringing them into existence. Even even Plato said that an ancient Greek philosopher said the only reason why we can come up with and design a chair is because the form of it exists elsewhere. That's what I said about we manifest into this life but already exists. So my information isn't new, and a lot of it comes from my higher part of me. It bypasses my conscious mind. I try not to get into my head. But my job is to – I can see within you – and don't ask me to do that now – I can see within you what blocks you because 95 to 98 percent of the human mind is in unconscious awareness. Only two to five percent is in conscious awareness. That means you have got more of your mind that is holding on to a bunch of crap that you don't even know that's in there. So when you (laughs) know yourself, you don't know yourself. What I do is I use my abilities and powers to get in there to see what you're really believing about yourselves. And then I use that to help you unblock, release the truth about who you are and your magnificence and your abilities and your dreams and empower you to go after your life. Now, you just froze. Oh, there you are. You unfroze again. Okay. That was a very shocking look when I just said that. You don't know yourself. All of a sudden, you just froze. Everybody just froze. Um, but but it's the truth. It's what I do. But I don't want you depending upon me. I tell my clients, if you need to come back, you can't. Co- I don't want you coming back to me for at least three months. And if it can make it longer than that, fine. Let things happen in your life. 
Today is so rough. It's so hard to live out there. There's so much stress. There's so much anger. There's so much fear, right? People want validation. People want hope. I give people hope, but I give them truth. I don't bullshit them because they've been bullshitting themselves, like people who don't have relationships, right? And they think that they're deserving of relationships. They've been bullshitting themselves because it's not true. The most natural thing is attracting love in your life. And if you don't have it sitting by your side right now, present company excluding, it's because you don't believe in yourself. We love each other. I know you do. I just... (laughs) Oh, for satisfied in bed. Um, but <laughs> not here. It, it, no, I know, really. No, I hope not. Um, it's, it's because of the belief you have about yourself. Your current life is completely reflective of what you believe deep down. The problem is you don't know what those deep down beliefs are anymore because you've packed them away. You've used defense mechanisms such as repression, suppression, rationalization, intellectualization, denial. Your first set of beliefs that were created for you when you were a kid are still inside you in a holding cell. I actually scientifically did a workshop and through my studies at UNC came up with other divisions of the mind to explain this. So if you wind up getting my lecture, God, it's not working, it actually explains all of this scientifically to show you that in your youth, you have your first set of self-beliefs, and most of them are maladaptive. I call them the I'm nots. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy, whatever. Then you spend the rest of your adult life forming a new set of beliefs to shield you and protect you from that. I am good enough. It's not me that's bad. It's my boss who's an asshole. It's it's the girlfriend that I've I've attracted. She's a bitch. It's it's my neighbor next door. My life would be so much better if it wasn't for my neighbor. Or if there wasn't gays, or if there wasn't Democrats, or if there wasn't Republicans, or if there wasn't Trump. Life would be so much better without them all. Those are the beliefs we form. We even form behaviors to distract us, like drinking and substance abuse, right? Yeah, the All fun the, the fun part of life. The fun part of life. <laughs> we that to hide the painful part of life. Right. I break through both the fun part that's defending you and the maladaptive part that's hurting you to get the truth of you to the surface you everybody wants to believe they're special wants to believe they're lovable but don't tell me you do after you've been abused your entire childhood when your parents have broken up when there's been no example in front of you when you've had five different romances and none of them work do not bullshit yourself into thinking you think you're lovable because you're not believing that because if you did You'd have your knight in shining armor or your princess by your side right now. Or you'd have the finances you deserve. Or you'd have the health you deserve. We're manifesting beings, but we manifest on our core concepts and beliefs, not the stuff we try to convince ourselves with our minds. So, 300 bucks each. (laughs) 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 That 12 years of therapy. (laughs) So what is your what is your process for um, like when you speak when what do you call them do you call them the dead like what do you what do you call ghosts a uh, ghosts 
Yeah, ghost, the okay. dead, uh, spirits that didn't cross over. So is there, f- is there like what? a is there like a process? Like, how do you actually do it? Do, like, do, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, also, in the same vein, like, what do you, how do you how do you see them? Do you see them with your physical eyes, or or uh, is it like a mental thing, a third eye thing? Like, great. Great questions. So let me see if I can answer them at once. Um, Wade, anytime you're trying to make a decision and you're talking to yourself in your head, right, and you're saying, um, let me see, what should I do? And, and you may sit for a moment in silence waiting for a response from yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's exactly the process I do, except instead of waiting for a response just for myself, I'm, res- I'm waiting for any kind of message, okay, or a knowing or a feeling. So, Willie, the way it works is we have both external eyes and an internal eye. Your internal, your mind's eye is your third eye, all right? As a matter of fact, the brain does not think in words, even though we speak, it thinks in images. For example, if I told you to close your eyes and think of a bed, you would not see the word B-E-D. You would visualize a bed because that's the way the brain thinks. That's your mind's eye. Well, you also have a mind's internal ear besides your external ear. When you talk to yourself, you're not hearing it with your external ear. You're hearing it with your internal ear. So, There is subjective viewing and objective viewing in our world, in our kingdom, in our psychic and mediumship world that we call it. I can see spirits objectively outside of my mind, standing right in front of me like I see you right now, okay? Or I see them inside with my mind's eye. I can hear them occasionally on the outside objectively, just the same as I can hear them with my mind's ear. Sometimes it's also a knowing. Um, Clairvoyance is about a a, a knowing. Clairsentient then is about a feeling. I can feel them emotionally, not just tactily, but emotionally. I can feel them sad. I can feel them happy. I can get that feeling. So, you combine that now. Now, most mediums do one or the other. I've been practicing this and working on this for 35 years. If I'm going to be using this shit to help people, I want my tools to be good. I've gone to school. I've taken classes over and over and over again to keep practicing this to, to perfect it as best as I can. And I'm still not as good as I want to be at it, but I'm good enough to be able to help people. So I've been able to do all of it. I see, I hear, I feel, I know, I sense, I smell. All of my senses have been open. Plus, I've done over 35 years of self-work. Is a funny thing is the channel to all of this is right here. It's your heart. As a matter of fact, you'd like this, write this one down too. Heartmath.com. Heartmath.com. It's a science now that actually is measuring the energy that comes from our hearts. And there is a theory that it's very possible your heart has its own mind because it produces such a different energy that comes from the rest of us, okay? Uh The proof of that, 
There is a satellite, believe it or not, that the United States put up that's orbiting the Earth right now. And that satellite is capable of measuring the positive energy flowing around the Earth. Okay, I had no idea that that was going on. Why they were doing it, I don't know. But scientists want to know um, if there is a way of affecting this energy that goes around the Earth. It did. It happened. It's been up for many years, but there was one day especially that spiked the positive energy on the Earth higher than it had ever had. It was 10 minutes after the first plane crashed into the Twin Towers and everybody started praying. So they saw that our collective feeling from our hearts affected the earth and because of that they now created what's called the global initiative or global coherence which is satellite organizations all over the united states that you can become part of and get on their newsletter that what they're doing is again trying to measure the effect of the earth so they will have specific prayer days where they try to get everybody from these satellite groups all over the world to meet and pray at the same time trying to affect the earth. That field, that heart math is the same thing that allows you to feel another person without them even speaking a word. You feel their energy, you get a neg. Ooh, I got a negative vibe from that guy, mm-hmm. right? Or ooh, person, I get. What a nice person! I feel so good. Where is that coming from? That energy is coming from your heart. Well, that heart is the channel to your soul's mind and to all the higher forces. And the more you clear it, the more you open it up, the more you take care of your issues, because anything negative shuts the heart down in that channel. Everything positive opens it up. I spent the rest of my life working on myself and the issues that were caused when I was a kid. And my wife and I, we've been together 47 years. And for that amount of time, we've been doing nothing but personally working on ourselves, but together so that we can grow and I can walk my talk. And the more I clear those channels, the more those abilities have perfected. And I teach this to everybody. Do you want to tell us how to do it? Yeah, actually, yes. Uh, And I would love you guys to practice it yourself. All right. The funny thing and how simple it's a simple practice. I'm just, let me let me recorrect that. It's a simple process. It's a difficult practice because you've got to get into the habit and you got to break some old habits and put some new ones in. And one of the habits you got to pay attention to is listening. Most of us don't listen. We don't listen to ourselves, we don't listen to our guidance, we don't listen to each other. Okay? Um It happens, you know, we get so bogged down in our own lives and we get so distracted, right, that we don't always hear. So the first thing you need to do, and this is where meditation comes in, Mm -hmm. I'll give you, I'll just give you a little challenge and a little task to try, okay? Think of a question or something that's going to help you, a decision you need to make, and you don't have to do it right now. This is something that you're going to take with you, all right? Okay. We can actually do it. And we'll try something right now, all right? Um, But what you're going to do is you're going to ask 
question of something you want to know, and then you're going to sit quietly with it. You can sit five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't care, but sitting quietly just with that intention. Show me what it is, the next step that I should do in my career. Show me how to make this more popular. Um, show me how to stop being an asshole while I'm interviewing my guests. Show me, you know, I'm just really? saying that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, show me anything, whatever. Um, and then sit with it and listen. Now, your mind is going to start chattering. Everybody thinks that when you meditate, your mind is supposed to shut up and be blank. My wife is the only one I know who can do that. She literally can go into a meditation and shut her mind off from thinking. She also does that when I talk to her a lot. But the just, <laughs> yeah. I know. I guess maybe that's the reason why we've been able to stay together for 47 years. I'm so envious she, of her right now. <laughs> she was never a... Why? You want to shut your mind off yes. right now? What yeah. <laughs> she did that a while ago. I think it was like, thank you for joining us, Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. It's, you sit there and listen. Now, you may not get the specific answer right then and there. You got to understand signs and answers can come to us in all different forms. So you ask, you ask and ask and say, give me an undeniable sign of what I should do next or an undeniable sign of this choice I should make. All right. And you meditate on it and really Try to focus your intent on that. Your mind wanders. You go, shh, 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 no, bring it back to this intention and just say to yourself again, just show me. Give me an undeniable sign. All right? And then you listen. You just listen for an answer. Or if you want to talk with a deceased loved one, okay, you do the exact same practice. Bring in my grandmother. Bring in my mom. Bring in my friend. Come to me. Talk to me. But then you got to honor what comes into your head because it's coming in for a reason, okay? Whether you think you're making it up, whether you think I have to honor my inner voice, which is the reason why my, my abilities became stronger the more I honored my voice. In the beginning, I was making mistakes, yes, but it didn't matter. So in other words, I would make a connection with the person and I'd be telling them things about their past just to see if I have a connection, to validate that connection. And a lot of times in the beginning, I was wrong with things that I said, but then I started getting even more and more right because I was trusting what was coming into my head. And I just kept saying it. So the more I trusted it, the louder it got and the more clear it got. And that's what trusting your intuition is about anyway. Practice that with yourselves and then jot down the answers and look for a sign. I promise you, you'll get something. You will get something. Um, I taught this to people. Even now, even now, one of the things you got to understand, all right, ESP, extrasensory perception, they have it all over the place where you can test it out, where they have these special cards or one person picks a color, the other person tries to tap in. That, yeah, that's more about mind reading than it is about psychic and intuitive ability. As a psychic and as an intuitive, you're tapping into, Carl Jung called it the collective unconscious mind where all information resides. Your past, your present, even your future, like I said, it all resides in one place. It's like a holding house. It's the mind of God also he referred to it as. And that's where I go in and tap in. 
Extrasensory perception is just your ability to read the other person's mind and get into that field and see. And, and that doesn't determine whether you're psychic or not. That just shows you how sensitive you either are or not. You know, can it work? Yes, it can work. It works with a lot of people. A lot of times it doesn't work because there's so many other things that get in the way. But if you really want to do this, you've got to do it um, with with a belief, not to try to prove something to yourself, but with the hopes that it gives you another insight. It gives you another way of attacking your life. Yeah. You know, how great is it to get guidance of the next thing you should do? Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do that like with writing sometimes if I'm stuck on a scene, I'll just not I'll I'll think about what 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 scene should come next or something. But I but I won't be working. I'll just leave it. And then eventually it'll come to me. Same thing. Yeah. Thing. You're tapping into your intuition. Now, I know you're going to think that this is crazy, but I just finished writing a book not too long ago that I'm looking to get published now. And I actually, every time I was stuck, I would turn to some deceased authors. You know, I happen to like Charles Dickens, mm -hmm. right? So, so I would call upon Charles Dickens. I'd say, hey, buddy, listen, I loved your work. You're a great author. <laughs> this is a favorite of mine. Come and help me. I'm stuck on this friggin' sentence over here. Come and give me some words. And, and it's so funny because instantaneously I would hear this sentence and I'll go, oh, thank you very much. I'd write it down. I don't know if I'm talking to Charles Dickens right, or right. some ass. Inside, you know, yanking. <laughs> I'll find out when the book comes out and if anybody likes it or if they're laughing at it. But um, it didn't matter. It came to me, right? So right. so you can call upon anybody and everything, and, and everybody wants to believe there's something out there helping them, but it doesn't mean that there's not. Just yeah. because you don't believe it, it's just sometimes really hard to believe. And I completely understand you, Wade. I completely get it, buddy. Right. But you are doing it without knowing it. Yeah. That's how I know you're spiritual. Because you are doing it, and I know you believe in God also, because you're also a good person. You're also a very sensitive person, if you don't mind me giving a little reading with you. Okay. You are very big heart. And yeah, I know you're right already. So yeah, so if I say creative, that's not going to matter. But let me ask you a question. One of the things that would certainly help you in your life and what I see you, I see you as a kid, um, somehow, somewhere, either picking up a guitar, playing a musical instrument, there was something about you that should get involved in music and that wanted to or liked it um, and did it or stopped it or something. And particularly, it's a guitar. What about a guitar or a musical instrument has been in your life? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I you know, like most kids, I had to, my mom made me play piano when I was like, you know, in third grade or something like that. Uh, the second I was allowed to stop, I stopped. I started playing drums. I've, I have two guitars over here. I just, I only know three chords. I know, but you have the two guitars. Why do you think you bought two guitars? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I because wanted to learn at some point, but it's too hard. Because you're inspired, and that's the point that I'm going to tell you. Your writing and everything you want to do creatively would expand a hundredfold if you give in to just picking up that guitar. And even if you're plucking out three chords and you learn one more or you learn one more on top of that, your writing is going to increase tenfold, a hundredfold. You need to give in to that because it's a part of you. Okay. 
you're cutting that part out because uh-huh. you got a big taste of it when you were younger. And there's also a part of you that doesn't think you're good enough. But you do the same thing with your writing, too. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just one who just told me. How do you know? You're psychic, man. He just told me. Okay. So, so buddy. Now do Willie. Um, yeah, now do Willie. Oh, my God. Willie's got family issues um, from his past. Um, very enmeshed. People in your life when you were younger just seem to want to stay involved emotionally in some way. Even now, um, that's kind of residual was inside of you. And there's, I don't know, there's a feeling of guilt that you missed out on something. You didn't do something right when you were younger. You weren't a good enough son. Um, you weren't, um, you didn't give enough to the family. Something about family is really standing out with you that you can release and let go. What's happening with that? Uh, I mean, it's basically everything you said. (laughs) All right. So, so, so Willie, I mean, I mean, meaning like, you know, I feel like I, I feel like I abandoned my family. I feel like, uh, I feel like I disappointed my dad and, uh, uh, Willie, it's not that you disappointed your dad, your dad disappointed you because you're the child He's the parent. And always as parents, we're supposed to nurture our children into believing in themselves, not feeling guilty. We don't owe them. We're not supposed to owe them. And 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 we did, you know, parents don't mean to make mistakes. At least the majority of them don't. But you got to understand that they come from issues. And you also have a cultural background that cultures formed for a couple of reasons. First, because of the area that they lived in. But a lot of the norms formed for survival reasons. And there are some cultures where survival came strong by the strength of the family unit, right? They became extremely dependent upon each other. Your family became very dependent upon each other ancestrally in order to get to where it was. However, what comes with that is also some of the bad side of cultures, like family enmeshment. It's most of our families that cause our dysfunction, and we're constantly trying to make up for it by proving and attaining... So what you didn't have met as a child, you're constantly seeking as an adult. The reason why you feel you have abandoned them is because you didn't get the proper amount of nurturing and your emotional needs met as a child, so you're still seeking it now. You're an adult. Your family is there to give you a foundation to believe in yourself so you can go out in the world and create your own life, not so that you can prove something to them. You didn't disappoint. Oh, my God, man. Look at yourself. I'm going to ask you a question. With what's going on in the United States today, are you like some of those other people that are lashing out with hatred and bigotry and hurting each other and judging each other? Do you do that, Willie? No. Uh, Okay. So then you're a good person? I want to be a good person. And why would you think wanting to be a good person and being a good person would be any disappointment to your father? Why? You didn't go after the career he thought you should go after? You didn't marry and have the right amount of children that he thought that you should have? That's why you're a disappointment? You've been, you've achieved more 
than some of your own family members have through the love of your heart and the compassion you have for others. Even in doing this podcast, it's because you want to reach people, whether it be entertaining them, whether it be bringing them new information, but you're doing it because you care about people, you like people, and you want to affect people. How bad is that? <laughs> and what? And why wouldn't any parent be proud of that? You got to turn that around, my friend, because it's not you'll never, ever, ever get back what you didn't get as a young kid. You have to fulfill it yourself and reparent yourself. Unless so, we do the we do the time travel thing, right? We'll just yeah, you can. You can go back and you can. <laughs> but we shouldn't. We should use it. Right. I have a, I have a prayer that I create. You know the 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 serenity prayer. Yeah. No. Do you well, know that? Way? Yeah, I, I know of it. Prayer is full of shit. Okay, at this point, it was created uh, and supposedly St. Francis created it, but there's no documentation on that. It was created during a time where people needed to believe in something and let go of other things. Right. So he wrote this prayer, you know, God um, grant me the, the serenity to uh, I don't even forgot Ex to accept the things I cannot change. I yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the courage to change all I can and the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Right. That's bullshit because it gives up our power. And we needed to accept things we couldn't change back then because we felt powerless. Well, the more we keep feeling powerless, we're never going to manifest what we truly can manifest. So I changed it into the empowerment prayer. Good, and good. My I've always hated that too. I can't wait to hear yours. Just already interrupt you, but it's always it's always been that thing of like, uh, uh, higher power, please just let me accept everything that happens, even if everyone's a piece of shit to me or whatever. Go on, go on. And 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 just so that you know, there's a lot of metaphysical practitioners who believe the same way out there, and it's basically from a Buddhist concept. I'm not talking against Buddhism, but people have to understand Buddhism was created during a very bad time period for the Asians, okay, in the Tibetans. It was during a time period where the leaders and rulers were taking away their lands and killing them, all right? So, of course, they had to develop some concept, some philosophy, because religions developed for survival again, for survival mechanisms and from fears, not from anything positive. Right. And not... The New Thought, New Age movement, we tried to be a little bit more positive about our beliefs, right? So so it's the concept of everything is okay, let go. A desire is going to hurt you. Let go of all your desires and you'll be okay. Yeah, sure, you've got to let go of your desires because they're taking them away from you anyway. So <laughs> it's easier if you just let go of them and be at peace with it. Well, that's all bullshit and it gave up all our power. My empowerment prayer, which you can get online, by the way, on my website, is God grant me the conviction to believe there is nothing I cannot change, the power, the courage to change all I want, and the wisdom to know what's best left the way it is. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. We are so, unlike I said, we can even change the past. Should we? We can change people by our influence over them, by the way we treat them, by the way we think of them, by feeding into their negative pool or their positive pool. But should we really change everything? No. We need to use it, and we need the wisdom to know what's best to be used and what's best to be changed. But it doesn't mean we can't change everything. 
Well, I'm they- sold. I mean, I, you you kind of <laughs> nailed both of us, and we haven't really even said that much. So, so I, I, it seems like you you're not full of shit. Um, yeah, you know, I I I, oh I was, that is the greatest compliment. I was, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that is the greatest compliment. Whenever I get a skeptic turning around and and acknowledging anything like that, you got to understand that validates me more than anything else. It validates my message more. It gets me to know I must be doing something right. Well, I think something- at the heart of it all, like if you believe in the psychic stuff or not, you just have like a good message, and it sort of goes along with like the stuff that I believe and the stuff that I read and the and the stuff that I'm trying to like adapt into my life. So. I mean, you were going to win me over no matter what. Like, it doesn't have to be some kind of metaphysical thing for me, really. Well, it you know what? It doesn't have to be metaphysical for me either. In, in matter of fact, I throw that in, and my PR guys that you spoke with, Willie, right? They sell me because that's because that, that makes me stand out in the world. I don't have the famous book yet. You know, like Dr. Phil did. I don't have the television show. But believe me, once I'm out there in the mainstream world, I try to normalize this stuff as much as possible Mm -hmm. so that everybody can tap into it. What's most important, it doesn't make a difference what tool you use. It makes a difference what you believe, you know, what you believe about yourself. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to ask you that um, I totally forgot about. Do you believe in reincarnation? Is that a thing? yeah. Oh, no. That. Oh, come on. If we think we can evolve in one set of years on Earth, okay. no. And she doesn't get destroyed. We keep coming back just for the experience of growing and and trying to do it differently or trying to make up for mistakes that we made. Well, that's a stupid thing to do. Um, that Many people get in trouble because of that. But yes, of course, there's reincarnation. Five books of the Bible were removed that was strictly about that. Okay. And Jesus even said in the Bible when they couldn't remove everything he said, he said, I was here before. He said, John the Baptist was here before. So he talked about reincarnation, but the church didn't want us to believe we had more than one chance because they thought we'd screw this one up. I don't want to put, if this is putting you too much on the spot, then just tell me to fuck off. But can you tell us what we were in a past life? That's not putting me... Wait, oh my God, I just got a vision of you. Wait, I don't know if you want me to share it. Holy shit. Um, Go ahead, I don't care. Got a set of knockers on you, buddy. Um, (laughs) Okay, you Okay, what what you long for in this life, you had. Um, So, no, we have to understand something about incarnation, all right, and why it's so important to be able to accept each other. We will choose different roles from lifetime to lifetime in order to gain experience. Like, how do we possibly evolve if, as men, we never get the chance to experience ourselves as women? Okay, so we will come down as women. We will come down as bisexual. We will come down as homosexual. We will come down as in, in as, as relationships to each other like you guys work together. You definitely had lifetimes before. Souls migrate from lifetime to lifetime together, and you usually can tell that by the depth of your relationship. You know, the, no shit, the, the really. Absolutely. The, 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 the corner drugstore that you run into to pick up your prescription, chances are, no, you didn't have a lifetime with that guy because you're just getting your medicines. Um, but if you're fucking them, yeah, then you probably had a lifetime with them before. So you're, you, so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, 
Okay, you really, and I know you're going to laugh at this and you're going to think that it's really bullshit. Okay, so Wade, um, in, in the lifetime that I'm seeing you, first of all, there's actually an image of lots of um, thin material and chiffon. You were definitely female. You were extremely pretty. You were small and petite. Um, um, very gentle, very kind, okay, but very used, very used. Um, your, your father, your father who, he wasn't a ruler, um, but he was a landowner, uh, again in the time period. So, so if you think of um, Saudi Arabia at that type in the Middle East, it was kind of like that, but, but ancient years ago, and your father was kind of like a sheik. Right. And you were one of his daughters of many, many. I think you had like 15 brothers and sisters. Um, but because of your beauty, it was one of the ways that uh, he was able to make connections with some of the other camps um, and make money because he would let other oh, man. You, <laughs> I was a, hey. I, was, I was a whore. Well, you weren't intending to be a whore. Right. Your father knew that. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, 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 now. Okay. Now, now. What's really funny is, in a way, Willie was a guy back then. Okay, who kind of saved you? All right. So he was kind of like your boyfriend. Oh, okay? thanks, Willie. <laughs> um. If and and. Uh, you you did you knew Willie. You were gentle. Also, you were a good-looking guy, by the way. Um, you were, but petite, smaller, smaller. Also, you didn't come from any special family. Your father wasn't a sheik or anything like that. You were just um, regular, normal. What would be considered low middle class back then to higher lower class. You, your family was able to survive, but you weren't wealthy. Um, so that's the reason why. Um, her father would never accept you. One of those stories, you know, that's where those stories come. <laughs> yeah. But you, you liked each other. Um, mainly you liked Willie because he treated you. He respected you. He cared about you. It wasn't all about sex. It wasn't all about your body. Um, it, he saw that you were a beautiful person. Then <laughs> he could protect you from that. Now, now here's, here's how you can, can see if any of that this lifetime around you wanted to repeat a friendship, but in a different way, okay? Um, certainly not in a way of sex, but if you guys are having sex, that's cool too. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, no, I'm not privy to everything just because I'm psychic, just so that you know. I'm only <laughs> privy to what you allow me to see. Um, but your, the depth of your relationship in some way, in some ways, what winds up happening when we come into a lifetime to try to fix a past lifetime, because you felt bad about that lifetime, Wade, and so did you, Willie. Um, I think you also died young. You were killed by somebody or in a war or something like that. So you died in your late 20s or something like that. I don't think you ever got to middle age. Um, you try to correct the lifetime. You wind up pulling in some patterns. You wind up pulling in some of the relationships. Sometimes you can make some of the same mistakes. Um, I think possibly 
um, Wade, relationships with you may have been off early on in your life. Um, I don't know how much you trusted them, um, probably because of old, old memories and the, also your upbringing in this lifetime that I don't feel a strong sense of self-trust and attracting the right person or the right romance or the right relationship. Um, not all the time. I felt an ins- feel an insecurity in that. Um, Willie, you always have a sense in you of doing the right thing. I also believe that that's one of the reasons why you're worried about disappointing your your father, because if you really didn't give a shit about anything, you wouldn't give a shit about that either. And I think there's a part of you somewhere, somehow, that saves, and it could be a different term for this, but that saves Wade even now. Somehow, you feed into Wade to help him be stronger, to help him believe in himself more to help him even with his work whatever it is somehow you feed into that because you're repeating some of the same patterns from back then but this time you're trying to do it the right way okay thanks for listening everybody <laughs> no i'm joking okay. um <laughs> so how does you what's that does that sit with you I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a new way to look at our relationship. That's for sure. Yeah, like, it's uh, interesting because I, you know, I always, not that everyone's talking shit about you, but I always feel like I'm. I defend you, in that, uh, you know, uh, I think people on the surface don't. Wade's not. You're not going to meet Wade on the surface, and and to anybody who does, uh. Is his he's so much deeper than that that if you meet him on the right. surface you're gonna be like oh well fuck that guy or whatever maybe I don't know yeah but fuck those people too I don't give a shit about them <laughs> I know you don't yeah, but yeah, you're, not, not you're, there is a dis- and, and that's because there's a distrust inside of you of people but you're pulling that distrust not just from this lifetime from that lifetime the one thing about you Wade that's very important to you in this lifetime you don't want to be used. Oh, that's 100% true. That's very true. Right. When you were used before, man, <laughs> and it was out of your control, and this time you're going to make sure you control it. Yeah, yeah. It's right? weird because yeah. uh, every, everything you said to me about my family rings so true, and it's like things that I focus on, but I don't – it's not that apparent to me that, that – you know, so I'm like it's – I just, you know, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that, like, I'm, I really, what, what, everything you've said to me, like, hits so close to home that I'm like, hold, I wouldn't have guessed anybody could have gotten to that because I couldn't have gotten to that conclusion either. Right. And so, see what my work is, William, what you're both hearing. When you bring to the surface that stuff, That's the stuff that gets in your way of totally fulfilling your life and seeing your bigness. And the more you recognize what's really going on on the inside of you, the more you can deal with it now. It's not just a matter of going through it. 
Um, okay, so I got to relive it. Oh, now I have a better view of what I, the shit that I went through. Um, no, but it's now I have a better view so I can do something with that. I'm more than what I thought I was. I was really holding myself back because I'm thinking that I owe this and that I'm supposed to do this or that I can't trust people or I can't do this. Now when you see yourselves, you can fix that. You can heal that. You can let go of it. But you can't let go of anything you don't know that needs healing. Yeah, yeah. I just, I have a 14 year, 14 month old boy, and it's really made me evaluate my family relationships my whole life because I'm like, you know, obviously I don't want to take part in anything that gave me pain, but it's making me like everything's brought back to the surface in a weird way that like, I'm like, I don't want to perpetuate my problems yeah it uh, i did the same thing but here's the way you want to do that you don't want to do it in a destructive way or in a negative way all right i'm going to be a different father because i don't want to be the same father that my father was and or my mother was to me so i'm going to be different that's not a positive way because that then it's not genuine all right that's coming from not wanting to fuck up Okay. And that's never good. And the subject is still fuck up. It's like, exactly, exactly. The point is I'm better than that. That had nothing to do with who I really am. And I'm going to love my child the way I really can. And the only way I'm going to be able to love my child more is by healing myself more and being an example to him. So, so It's not that it's coming from you because you don't want to be a bad example the way your own parents were. It's because you know you're a good example now. You see the difference? You have to be proud of who you are, for God's sakes, you know, because you're doing the right things and caring about the right stuff. So you got to be proud of that. And that's what's going to replicate more. Um, The other thing that the two of you need to do, okay, I'm going to share with you a concept of goldfish and turtles that you may or may not know. There's a phenomenon that occurs with them that most people aren't aware of. You know those little goldfish that you win at the carnival by throwing a ping pong ball in, you bring it home, it lasts a week, it dies, you flush it down the toilet, and then you go get another one, right? (laughs) Well, goldfish that live in that bowl, what happens when you take that bowl and you pour it into a lake or a pond? What happens to the goldfish? Do you know? No. Okay. Just stay in the same it spot only, forever? Yeah. No. A goldfish and a turtle will actually grow to the size of the environment oh, yeah. it lives in. Mm-hmm. So the koi, the gorgeous koi that you see in the ponds, those are little baby gold. Those are goldfish. Those goldfish aren't babies. They stay that small because they're in those little goldfish bowls. Turtles do the same thing. Those aren't baby turtles. You put them in the sea, they become those giant sea turtles. That is an example for us. If you keep yourselves by your beliefs in a small little goldfish bowl, you will stay that size. But as soon as you pour yourself into a bigger dream and a bigger self-belief, you will grow to fit that dream. You can never dream in this world bigger than what you can attain. That's a, that's you awesome. <laughs> okay, we're kind of running out of time, but I wanted to ask one more question yeah which please ask is, is is are is this are we in the end times is the world dying are we gonna are, are we gonna have to be road warriors in like 20 years yeah we're we gonna see mad max we're we gonna go to another planet like like is it is this i know 
Well, uh, the message I keep getting is you keep going in the same direction down there that you're going in. There will be no world for you to live in and to continue to grow. You'll just be staying home. Um, we are causing all of the anomalies on the earth today that are taking place, the extra storms, the weather changes, the hurricanes, the, the tsunamis, because, again, we're energies and there's been so much negativity that that is feeding. Not only does it hover around us and it creates our own and manifests our own illnesses and disorders, it's manifesting the world disorders and feeding in. Yes, there's natural weather. Yes, there's going to be natural things like like um, earthquakes, but we affect them even greater, which is causing more destruction. And we've seen today over the past several years that there's been so much more than it's ever happened happened before. When was the last time the United States in one season had a hurricane hitting it from every single angle except the north? And what came from the north? And I said this, I said a hurricane can't come from the north, but I tell you what will come from the north, northern cold storms. That's what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Came all the way down. Yeah. Chicago experienced an Arctic ice age that yeah. the Arctic that doesn't even experience we're causing all of that shit and if we keep doing what we're doing to each other we will cause our demise that was the whole story of sodom and gomorrah in the bible it had nothing to do with god destroying us it had to do with us our capabilities of destroying ourselves through our own negativity that's what that metaphysical message was about we are that powerful, but we're also that powerful to heal it. Unfortunately, because of critical mass, which is what the rest of that story was, um, the Lot was told, find 11 spiritual people and you will save the destruction. That was a critical mass understanding. We have to awaken enough people on this planet to take a spiritual journey, reverse their negativity, and we may be able to save the planet. But right now, we've not reached that critical mass, which is why there is so much destruction. Yeah, now you're and in Willie's language, for yeah. sure. Yeah. People are leaving left and right, by the way. And just so that you know, statistically, over the past three years, there have been more accumulated deaths in this world than ever before. And that's taken into consideration the population. Okay. Right. Statistically, more deaths. Young people are dying of aneurysms and, and the most ridiculous things because people are leaving. Nobody wants to deal with this shit anymore, and they're leaving early. But we can deal with it. I get more motivated by that because I want to be able to empower. As long as I'm here, then I know that my higher self is saying you got work to do. And as long as you guys are here and want to listen to my bullshit, then I know I've got work to do, and I'm going to continue doing it, and so do you. Uh, well... I must say, Vincent, you have completely made a believer out of me. Um, I am very, I am very skeptical of a lot of things, and I was skeptical of you before talking with you. And I, I don't know. I just, I like the message that you have. I like the things that you're saying. Um, I, I, I believe that you are making this place better. I, I fucking love it. You're great. Well, Willie, I got to tell you something. Um, there is no way you can recognize in another person that which is not inside of you. <laughs> the only reason why you can even say that about me is because that's who you are. And you're seeing it in me, but recognize it in yourself. I thank you for those warm words because you validate me, but just recognize who you are because you were able to see that. Same with you, Wade. 
Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. <laughs> I know. I know. I know you are. Now you need to start say, believing it rather than bullshitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been talking to Vincent Jenna. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Do you have a? Do you have anything you want to plug? You mentioned your lecture. Uh, what's your website? Like, where can people uh, my find website, you? Yeah. Anybody can find out what I'm doing in the area that I'm going to be in because I travel around the country by going to vincentjenna.com and that's with a G E N N A. Plus, listen to me. Um, Unity online radio um, is a very big internet online radio system from the unity church and i have my own radio show called the stop stopping yourself show it's on wednesdays 12 p.m eastern and um, every week we discuss a new subject. These are some of the topics we will talk about. People can call in with questions. So that's where I am also on Facebook. So people can always communicate with me. I do readings all over the world by phone and also in person. And they can schedule that through my website. But but guys, thank you so much. You are real, genuine, incredible people. And, and I, I appreciate you respecting my time and this to be able to share this and to share yourselves with me because um, I always feel honored by touching new souls and, and connecting with new souls like well, you. Yeah, likewise. I mean, thank you for being here and taking your time to do it. Um, it's Friday. It's 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 the East Coast. Have a, have a great weekend out there. Willie, anything for you to plug that you want to plug? Um, uh, Willie Bad Movies at Instagram. That's it. Okay. Uh, I will say keep your eyes on Netflix. 12 Forever is about to come out. Uh, I did a couple voices on it. It's by our talented friend Julia Vickerman. Um, yeah, I mean, it's for 12-year-olds, but I think it's good. Yeah. We, we worked hard I, I on it. I saw the trailer, or the, the trailer and it looked fucking amazing. I'm like, holy shit. I, I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. Also, I cut the trailer, so... Um, I don't know if they're going to end up using it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, thanks, everyone, for listening. Once again, thanks to Vincent Jenna, our guest. Um, and remember, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.